What's good to find feminines? Eh, 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 what? Hey, get it, get it, get it. Oh, oh. <laughs> hey, what a way to start off August 1st. Which actually is funny. I'm, I'm, I did break away from what, listening. Apparently, um, I don't know. I have to go back in and uh, you'll kind of understand why I'm kind of backtracking a little bit. Um, I was listening to Samantha Cooker. Apparently, India retreaded some of the um, younger ladies, a new one. I completely understand it. I had to have the bonnet conversation with my niece and that type of thing. And I think that um, it's one of those things, I guess, like, speaking of which, you know, this is not what I plan to come on here and talk about. But um, I guess at the last event where some people were shredding um, Sierra, a new one and type of thing. But yeah, I think that it's good for us to have places where we can have um, a, a sense of decorum and modicum of respect and that type of thing. Um, I wanted to also address something I, I had said about the twerking thing. I don't know how to twerk, how to save my whole entire life. But once I started taking um, yoga class, there is a form of yoga where you do like this, like kind of vibrational type of thing. And um, it totally makes sense. I think that there's something to be d- done for it. I think dancing is also a missing art form in terms of exercise. Um, in my next life, I'm going to, you know, dance a lot more. Um, I, I probably could even take some salsa classes and or regular dance classes that's coming down the pipeline. But I don't think it should be something that's done for the male gaze. That That's my stance on it, right? So I had talked about back in the days when I was talking about like my um my temple journal, which I haven't even gotten back to that one. Um, I, I think it's just kind of like in my womb space and just letting it, you know, do what it needs to do. But I talked about how like I idealized like if I had a temple, it would be surrounded by so much beauty and stuff. And we would have times where women would just bond and... Again, I feel like it's it's a form of of yoga to it and moving the body, the lymphatic system, flexibility, um, and that type of thing. But yeah, no, I don't think you know. I think there's a time and a place for everything, and um, I like again, like I said, I haven't really heard too much all of what was going on outside of the title, and so I'm, I do like Indiana, uh, India Irie. I also like uh, Meg. I don't know who the other person was. <clears throat> Oh, excuse me. Let me see real quick. Janelle. Um, yeah, I haven't even seen outfits. But anyways, I just wanted to come on here. I'm definitely on some high vibes. Like right now, yeah, the market just closed at 1 p.m. Today was my second highest earning day since I've started trading. Today's my second, 22nd day. I already uploaded the podcast for that one um, on my other channel. So last Friday, I made $333. Um, I had given back some of the profit. It would have been closer to 400 And then today I did 343 So that felt good. Um, and I'm just kind of talking through the stuff because I think for a lot of us, if we're trying different things, 
I just kind of want you to hear the day-to-day -day mindset behind it. But I didn't even feel comfortable owning the first 300 because it was like, oh, maybe this is a dupe. It's a glitch. Like, did I really earn this? Was I wilding type of a thing? And so I scaled myself back and I did, um, so today's Tuesday, I think. So I did earnings of like, I think was it was at 100. Yeah, I earned 139 yesterday and I was like, nope, 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 not going back in the market. I just kind of scaled it back a little bit. And then today I was just in the flow. I understood the setup um, and they did their thing. I did my thing and it was one of my most profitable days. So <clears throat> I was in so much shock because um, I'm not sure if I mentioned it on this channel. I think I ended up just putting it on my other podcast. All right. Hey, my love. Sorry, I got a phone call. I was just talking to my auntie. So um, I really just wanted to talk about how my day is going. Um, and so it's day 23 of trading for me. No, 22 of trading for me. And <clears throat> it's that moment of realizing like doing the math. And low-key, like, let's just keep it 100-100. Like, in the insurance sector, one, one of the things they tell us is like, oh, you know, like, let's get to 10000 a month, 10000 a month. And I'm I'm thankful for other people that help us to kind of think of what we can do, um, not in a sense of competing, but to make it know it's available. And my thing is, yeah, I can do the insurance thing, but I need more so the products for me and my family versus being an actual agent. So, but I was like, so when, when I did the math, here's what happened. I don't know. It's one of those weird things like where it's kind of like, like I said, the first time I did it, I just kind of like, oh, this is a spoof. And so today I was like, well, okay, if I, if I make 300, um, a day, how much would that be? And that'd be 72000 a a year. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. That's cool. That's cute or whatever. And then I think I did, um, oh, did I? Okay, we're good. My bright pink calculator. So then I did like, what is it? 300, 300 times five times four was 6000 6000 a month. And I was like, oh, well, then how much do I need to make in order for it to be 10000 a month? And it's not even that big of a difference. You basically go from 300 to 500 a day. So I'm just figuring out the math because it's going to come down to how many contracts I can do um, in each trade. So like today, I, I couldn't trade anymore because I used up all of my cash um, for each of my... I did four trades. So, but, so that was a good feeling then... Um, I went to the park. Um, I was in shock because I thought I'd be done closer to 1030 by 755 by, by eight. Yeah. Was it 755? Yeah. By 755, I had already texted my dad and I was like, dad, I'm done for the day. Like I know I'm supposed to go work out. And I was literally just kind of like, oh my gosh, my, what do I do with my day? Like, I know I'm supposed to go work out, but like, oh my God, I can't believe like eight o'clock, I would normally be on my way to work at work, getting ready for a nine to five. And then I did the um, breakdown and the breakdown was like, comes down to $42 an hour um, at that rate. I don't, let me see. So if you do 500, which I know is not a lot, y'all, um, 
I know, listen, when you are around people who make significantly a lot more, sometimes it can get a little bit embarrassing because it's like, I'm over here celebrating like my first $100 day and celebrating like $42 an hour or stuff like that. But, you know, for the rest of us, and I don't want you to set your sights too low either, but, you know, so 500 divided by eight is like what? $62 an hour? So if you did like $100 an hour, it'd be like $800. And so I'm sure those days will come. I think one of the things I want to make sure too is like, I want to make sure that even with me being happy about this 300, when I hit 500, I want to celebrate that because knowing my personality, I don't really celebrate my mountaintop experiences a lot. And it does happen when you're in a high competitive um, environment. You don't really get to like just take in like, you know, and it makes me like, it's so funny. I get a little bit, just a little bit teary eyed because I think a lot of us hit milestones that we don't really get to celebrate because we are a little bit in a rat race. And so you never really get to experience, like, I think me recording this podcast is a little bit of that celebratory moment where it's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm done with my work day. Of course, I woke up before the average person, you know, talk about the early bird gets the worm. Um, a lot of the guys that are in the team bull trading, they're done with their trading, you know, before the rest of us, even, you know, back in the days would wake up, they've already gotten into the market and they're in and out of their trades by 1030 Eastern time, you know, um, 730 my time. So, so, and then, but I also want to celebrate, this was my day two of my exercising, um, one thing that is so interesting, I was, I was, um, I had had a membership where I could go swimming for a year. So I, I would go, um, and they had, you know, like all these, um, well, I, I was able to swim and so it helped, but I think that even though I knew it had a good place, um, you still need to be able to kind of do workouts on land and it has been a long time because we're in uh we're in august so may june july it's been four months since i've actually done a workout so yeah it's about time so um i i there's this one lady i follow on youtube i've been following her for years her name is masi arias um she's brazilian and she's been, it's been really nice watching her journey over the years, like just starting out, you know, um, working out outdoors. She likes to do like more like plyometrics and like using your own body and your own weight, your own body for weights and stuff. <gasps> Excuse me. Excuse me. And so since then, she's gotten married. She has a little daughter. Um, I'm just kind of like in the in the peripheral she has her own protein brand i do believe she's vegan if i'm not mistaken i think she's vegan um and so she had posted this little short of her working out in this park with some stairs and i was like you know what that's it i'm not ready to go back into the gym but i am i can do stairs and there's this really nice park um I went to my favorite taco place and I was telling her and she's like, where's this park that you speak of? And I'm like, yeah, you just go down, you know, like straight down. And it's been around for years. I've been, I've done my workouts there 
throughout varying parts of my of my life and stuff like that. And they have like workout stations and a little like water park for the kids and stuff like that. And so I'm like, that's it. So um, on over the weekend when I was, uh, I had gone for a drive out. And so when I came back through, I happened to pass through the where the park is. And I was like, that parking space right there. And so the funny thing is this morning when I when I got there, because this is day two, um, when I was driving by over the weekend, I was like, that first parking spot is going to be mine when I come here and I'm going to work out and I'm going to do half an hour on the stairs. And so um, yesterday I went and it was right there open for me, the first spot close to the stairs. And then um, it's probably like about maybe like 100 feet away from the stairs. And then today when I was coming in, um, early in the morning, like, so I, I think I've, I must have gotten there like no later than 8.30, maybe. Uh, I want to say 8.45. 8.45 because I, I remember I was um, taking care of some little things around the um, around my room and stuff like that. So it was, um, and that was at 8.31 and I was like, oh, I got to go. So it was 8.45 and this car was just leaving out of the number one spot. <laughs> and I was just kind of like... I, Listen, you're opening up the spot for me because I'm here for my spot. Be like, what's good? <laughs> so um, it was interesting, too. I had to remind myself because I haven't been physically active and I have to pay attention, especially like some people, you know, are not really into astrological stuff. But with Virgo, one of the things they told me because I have Virgo rising is I have to have a routine. I have to have a regimen. And what will happen is like, like if some if if I don't have my regular routine, I will just get totally derailed. And so it turned out from like me not working out, you know, changing my resort where I go to now it's like, well, I didn't find something else to put in place for that. And so it was funny to me because yesterday I, I could have sworn to y'all that I had done my full 30 minutes and I was like, kid you not, it was only 15 minutes. And then today I I ran down the time to where I did 16 minutes, but I mean, <laughs> but I could feel the difference in my body too. The other thing is, um, I usually take my little, my little Bruno for a walk. Like we do about a, a just a little bit over a quarter of a mile. Um, and so um, I was really sore this morning. And so I have to go back into my stuff and like pull out all of my supplements for my muscles and, and to muscle recovery, muscle repair. And I will put that into my smoothie and stuff like that. So I have to get back into that routine. But um. So what I decided to do today is like I took him for, oh, it might have been even later than that because I took him for a walk first and he like, you know, I, he wakes up in the morning and I'm like, you want to go for a walk? Oh my gosh, he gets super freaking excited. And then when we get back from his walk, he knows it's breakfast. He's a foodie like me. So he sees me preparing his meal and he's like going bonkers and stuff and so that was his morning um that was his morning and then he got us another snack too can't really say it too loud because his ears will like perk up and then he'll like if he had heard me just now he will start like barking at me like i thought you said you were bringing my snack and stuff like that so um 
yeah, so that was fun. But then, wait a minute. Uh, so what I did is I went for the walk first to like just warm up my muscles. And then I did the like close to 15 minutes of, of exercise on the stairs. Um, and then just walking up the, the, there's like a little bit of an incline that's right, right next to the park and stuff. So now I'm, I, I went and got a, a salad and I put some dragon fruit in my hibiscus drink. And then tomorrow I'm going to do some grocery shopping. So, but yeah, so that's kind of like what's going on behind the scenes, y'all. Oh, for my journal, um, I'm so excited. It has been an amazing process for me because um, uh, I actually was looking for some journal, like trading entry journals on Amazon. And um, I just couldn't really find what I wanted. And so that made me over the past, like, so literally 23 days, because I do my own journal. Um, I've been keeping track and I've kind of decided like, okay, we don't need this information. This is noise. This is, these are the essentials of what I want to see on my, on my sheet. Well, today, um, when I was going for my walk, uh, cause I was trying to decide like, how do I get, I was trying to put another journal entry in there. So I was kind of squeezing everything in and it, it just couldn't fit the third entry on there, but I didn't want to leave too much open space. So, um, I was looking over my profit and I'm like, okay, at some point you're going to have to reestablish. Cause like right now I just want to grow my account. I don't know. There's some number in my head that I want to grow it to, but I know that I need to start putting, allocating money to go into my Roth IRA for my profit. And I need to start allocating, um, how much of it is going to go to my my expenses, right? Because I have my family that I need to take care of. And I did take on some more of my like family's expenses and stuff like that. Um, and so I remember going for my walk. and I'm like, I'm going to be able to take care of my family. I'm going to be able to take care of my family. I'm going to be able to take care of my family. Um, the way that I, that I really need and that the way that we all need right now too so I'm gonna, I've been looking to see, you know, there's, there's a thing called like the principle of the dollar. Um, I actually gave the name of the book on this podcast a, a while back. I need to go back and pull it up. It's a really short book. And actually the, it was a gentleman that had written the book and God bless him. He gave the book for free and it is in PDF version. And he talks about how to break down the $1 so every time you get a dollar, you're supposed to allocate how much goes to your expenses, how much goes to your um your debt, how much goes to your retirement account. So you can play around with that. I don't have very much debt, but I do have an increase in um expenses and I need to save heavier because I am, you know, more of a mature woman and I also need to make up for all of the I did tap into my into my retirement fund to get through some of the, you know, financial implications and stuff that I was going through. So now I have to rebuild that. And I also want to account for, you know, moving forward. So mine is going to be on the heavier side, no less than 10%, no less than 10% at this point. So, um, 
I what I'll do in the journal is I will allow for a place for you to um leverage the power of like learning how to compound your your um your account, you know, like growing it by like one percent. Although the funny thing is like yesterday when I did a hundred and thirty nine dollars, my per my account grew five percent. So it's like small incremental. If I had grown my account at one percent a day for the next for for one year, it would have grown from I think it's at like twenty five hundred to thirty three thousand. So today I grew my account fifteen percent. And so, you know, those are little compound micro changes that you can do. And the other thing I love too, and and I'm going to be even more staunch advocate about this. You know, um, a lot of us, including myself, we were into like the passive income. And I think it's just going to have to be revisiting what it means because, I think that a lot of people are becoming comfortable with the um, idea of um, like passive income in terms of crypto. I actually don't have a problem with crypto. I think if you want to trade crypto or Forex, that's fine. I think it's actually better if you learn how to trade it. But I think that you waiting on other people to do it. There's some crazy, some <laughs> crazy people out here, you know, that are just running amok and so reckless. Um that I, I figure, you know what, if I'm going to trade Forex, I'm going to do it for myself. Um, crypto, it's easy for me to, to learn how to do it now, too, because I, I've, I'm i learning how to chart. I think the biggest thing for me would be to just learn how to trade one crypto, you know, versus trying to be like in Doge and Bitcoin and what, what's the other one? Um, like um, Ethereum and all these. I'm just going to stick to one. Okay. And and just do that. And my mentor, he taught us how to, he taught us more about like the 1% rule. Like we just go in, we just get one, we just grow our account by 1% a day. And we just capture the little small movements of the market. And, you know, we're just kind of like that little squirrel trying to get a nut, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so my journal, I just love that process so much too, because I've been thinking like, okay, what is it that's essential that I want that's going to help me grow mine? And I'm actually combining from different things and people that I've learned. And um, yeah, I'm excited about it, how it goes. I think that a lot of people are in their creative process. I'm not, I'm trying. I am trying not to tear down other people's castles while I'm building mine. Um, but sometimes, you know, there can be... <laughs> People out there that are just, you know, they, they just have to do what they have to do. Um, Another interesting thing I kind of wanted to talk about, and I will probably circle back to it. There was a podcast that I did not upload, and it was kind of talking about how black women experience depression differently. And y'all know that some of this is therapeutic for me. It's like virtual purple couch. And I regret that I actually, I, I don't say this often, um, but this was one of those that I wish I had uploaded it because you hear me talking through the stuff, but um, I I obviously was listening to the content and giving my reaction to it. But after I was done listening to it, I had so many epiphanies because 
one of the things that they were saying that is so helpful is that you need to have an outlet. When you're going through depression, right? There were several things, but I wanted to talk about this. Um, when you're going through depression, and I realized that I did not have an outlet until after my depression. And I um, that's when I started to tap into more into my creativity. So then that's when I started to do things like um, working on the bracelets and like looking into other like little, I don't even, I can't even tell you all the little projects that I did, but I started playing more with art, like AI, like creating different things and, you know, putting things together and little, like just little creative things. And um, it made me almost think about like how it's so essential for the feminine because it's like we thrive off of um, our creativity. And it made me think about all this time. And I kind of knew it too because um, when I was working in my nine to five, I was very much kind of like very strict, very regimented. I didn't have any creative outlets. And so... um. I could feel like I didn't feel, I don't know how to explain it. Like it was hard for me to convert over to getting into that flow of like, and I it, I really enjoyed it, but it was from a distance. So it felt really good to be on the creative side of things, but you don't even have to be, I would say, depressed to do it. I would say just take heed, like if you don't have an outlet, look for something that's like a hobby, you know. Um, working with the bracelets are fun. I still have the inventory there. I don't know that I'll ever go back and sell those, but you know, it really just, I love giving them as gifts. Um, and I had done one of my favorite bracelets that I did was kind of like an ode to Oshun and she's all about luxury and opulence. So the beads that I got were very expensive in and of themselves, they were like imported from, I, I want to say from Africa for sure. Um, and just the beauty between those and like the regular citrine um, crystals. And um, I mean, I actually disassembled it and reassembled it. And I used like intricate designs for it. It wasn't like just your st regular standard one strand beads and stuff like that. And so that was very therapeutic for me. I also went ahead and ordered some um, coloring books because I had them in storage along with a whole bunch of coloring, like pencils and stuff like that. And I just kept holding off like, oh, I'll just go to the storage. And I was like, you know what? You know, you're not going to storage anytime soon. Just get, just order them. And that's one of the best things I've ever done too. Um, And so, yeah. And so with that being said, um, working on this journal has really been really nice. It has been really been. There's my adjectives. I always remember my teacher she's like, you like to use a lot of adjectives. And I, yeah, I really do. <laughs> but I really enjoy the process. And I think that even as I'm figuring out like, well, what would I want? You know, what would be good? What are we, how do we really maximize the efforts um, and put you into a mind space that's going to help you, you know, type of thing. I know some people don't like um, low content um, publishing. Um, I don't know. I think it provided me an outlet for creativity. I know that, um, at the heart of it, people, people do it for different reasons. Like you'll have people that will 
do it because if you sell like a bunch of journals or notebooks, then, you know, it's good for sales. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't have a problem with it, but I was just like, somebody was ripping a new one to be like, oh, all this trash on Amazon. And I was like, but at the same time, I like to think like the stuff that I do have out there and like even my journal, um, I just love the process that I went through because um, when you see it, when you get a chance to see it, I think that the outcome is going to be what I want. Like I, I wanted it to be one of those things where you can see the power of compounding and also we're going to have a segment in there where it talks about like how much of this are you going to save? And I think it's going to be critical. Like right now, aesthetically, it's for both men and women, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I'm going to work on different color covers for, you know, like for different divine feminines, because if I get more women to join me in trading, it's going to be important that we set aside our money for our, um, for our retirement funds, right? Um, there's another podcast I want to do, which is talking about um, am I going to do it just as if I talk about it here? Well, I don't have enough time to unpack it, but, um, just those conversations again about long-term coverage, you know, long-term care and, you know, children are not an insurance policy. It's not fair to put that burden on them. And surprisingly, there was this son, he was trying to take care of his mom and, you know, coming up with the expenses to cover that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this woman is being a burden because she, and I get it. Some people are like, how are you going to say it's a burden? I feel like you're always going to be the adult and you need to plan ahead. And, and if you decide to have a child, then you need to be responsible for that child to make sure that they get on their feet. But you also have to be responsible for yourself. Like how do you convert yourself into the child to now where you're dependent on them? And so it's like if you can and and California, from what I understand, is is following suit of Washington. Washington recently passed like some laws or regulations and stuff where they are no longer covering long term care. You have to pay for your own long term care, and if you don't, you have to pay penalties for it. But um, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm in the sector, and I feel like you know kind of have to be responsible for yourself. And like, for me, I'm single. So I don't have children that I am planning to take care of me. So it's even more important for me to make sure. And even if I, you know, like I were to have a husband or people who are married, it's like, no, I'm responsible for making sure that, you know, it's one thing to be like, oh, well, I would like this family member to check on me or my son or my daughter to check on me. But you still need to make sure that you have money in there the funny, cool thing is you can actually pay your family member out of those long-term care um, funds from your insurance policy. So you could, you know, pay your son or daughter those caregiving expenses and or just get a, a nurse to come in and do the in-home care. But those days of us being like irresponsible are are done, you know, um, they're done for. But I will close out with this, you know, and I think Everybody has, I'm just becoming more and more keenly aware of how I say things for the most part. Um, I'm still working on it. I, I, even as I'm saying this, I see there's so much more room for growth, but sometimes people are just mean (laughs) and you have to know, 
you know, okay, um, this person has out has grown, um, and it puts a lot of us into a rat race type of a thing. But because I know I, you know, where I'm going, I just have to stay the course, right? Stay the course, trust the the process, and. I really hope that when I come on here and I say like, okay, I had my first $100 day. I had my first $300 day. I had my first $500 day. There, I know people who make $88,000, $90,000 a month. <laughs> so me coming on here, you know, uh, um, and, and we were talking about earlier about um, uh, six figures, six figures um, a year, right? So... <clears throat> making anywhere from eight, nine to $10,000 a month. People been, been, been crossing that, but I w- definitely want to inspire more of you to join me. I know it might not sound like a lot to the other people, but like, join me. I, um, I was talking to my aunt and I was telling her, you know, I'm like excited to, to start to show people the little things. And it doesn't take a lot for you to learn how to trade. Um, but it's like, if trust me, if I can do it, you can do it. And I think about all of like, even though I'm not a mom, like I, I think in particular about the moms that would benefit so much from just being able to trade while they can still take care of their kids at home. And then for the rest of us ladies, like why not be fabulous and glamorous and stuff? And, you know, like I said, like we really could have just been done with our trades by uh, eight o'clock my time, Pacific Standard Time, ten thirty Eastern Time, and then we go get our workouts in, and spend time with our families and really give back. I one um Jaden has two different channels from Team Bull, and he did a podcast about um how he was sharing his ten thousand with people, you know, like those heavy tips. I've always I love to tip, but. Um, I look forward to those freaking days, y'all. And not just for my family, but another person who does it, like Kate, uh, Kelly OG. Another person who does it and has brought me to tears is like Katie Motivator. Oh my gosh. I'm like, I cannot watch this man's channel because he will make me cry. Um, the last time I came on here with you guys, I was like bawling. Like, how, who is this guy? Why is he like this? But yeah, so it's days like this, like you can tell I'm I'm motivated, I'm amped up. Um, And um, yeah, definitely come back and find out when I do my 500 day. Because once I do my 500 day, it's a wrap. And I want to celebrate that. I want to celebrate that. Um, I, y'all, I keep trying to publishing my Isadora book for little girls that are second and third graders. And... They keep telling me that I'm not covering the bleed covers thing. So I'm at the last stage because I had, they, they give you also a barcode and I had some design, some of the design is there on the barcode. So I have to go back in and like stretch the page a little bit more and then resubmit it. And it's 72 hours there. I purchased two copies of the book <clears throat> so I can see what it looks like before I actually publish it because I want to see what the consumer is going to get. So that's almost done and then with the journal for the trading journal um 
I don't want to put a timestamp on when I'm going to put it out, but it's definitely going to be sooner than later. Um, and I've just been keeping track of what I want over the days and how, you know, like some little unique things that are special to me. And that's where I'm at. That's the space that I'm in. You know, some people are more advanced than some people in, in both income and output. But um, I think you start at where you're at. And those of you who are more talented, definitely continue to do with the best that you can. And those of you that are kind of like, I don't know if I can do it, do it. I, I am so happy with just even the progress over the past like 23 days and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so I think this is going to be longer than 31 minutes. I obviously because I had the, the section before my aunt called. So let me hop off of here. I will check in with you guys tomorrow. I'll let you know how my trading goes tomorrow. And um, that's going to be like my major concentration and getting the the second journal out. And I'll probably circle back to my low content temple manifestation journal. <laughs> you know, um, and it is what it is. That's just the space that I'm in. And I'm pretty sure that there's people that will appreciate that too. Um, and we live in an abundant universe, so there's spaces for everyone. And I really, what I like about the stuff that I'm putting out is, you know, I, what could have happened is like, I could have bought another journal and been like, oh, well, I'm just going to copy exactly what they did and, you know, just change the cover and put it out there. And it's like, no, I made it my own. And now this is about people that connect with, with whatever that is, you know, will gravitate to that. And that will be my tribe. So, and that's basically Age of Aquarius individuality, which by the way, y'all, I think isn't, um, don't we have one of the planets is going into Aquarius right now? I think it's actually going to be a little bit rougher for people than we might realize. I was listening to Marie Marion Altman and I was like, "Ooh, this um this transit through Aquarius that we're going through right now. Can I let me see if I can find her cuz I I do follow her. I'm subscribed to her. So let me see if I can find her real quick. But she did it yesterday and I do follow quite a bit of people so I'd have to go down quite a bit. Eh. And she was like, people are going to be breaking up. People are going to be like really um, just cutthroat. And just if you get cut out of anybody's life, like just under, blame it on the rain for real. <laughs> blame it on the stars that were shining, shining. Because that age of Aquarius is like nobody's putting up with the bullshit. If they were feeling some kind of way about you and then you're, you know, they're just going to be like, you know, what? I don't feel like talking to you anymore. Or... You know, for you, it can mean cutting out things that no longer serve you is the way that she described it. And so, yeah. All right, y'all. I will talk to you later. Bye.